1: And with that, welcome back into the ACL pod featuring Captain Wags. I'm ACL and he is Wags making our way through the North. The NFC, we did the Packers, we did the Vikings. Today, Wags, it is the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell led Detroit Lions 3-13-1 last year. Don't forget that tie that they had. Season win total, 6.5, minus 125 on the over, plus 105 on the under. 10-1 to to win the division, 60-1 to win the conference. 150 to one to win the Super Bowl. The Detroit Lions have been one of the, I'll just, I don't want to say sharp sides, but one of the most heavily bet teams in this off season. A lot of hype. I think a lot of that has to do with hard knocks. We often see that phenomenon It is very, very real. That teams who are on that show get bet up. But look, Jared Goff, second year, I think it's a make or break year for him. 19 touchdowns, eight interceptions last year. They obviously bring in Aiden Hudson in the draft and DeAndre Swift. If you can stay healthy, one of the top running backs in the league. Where are you at, Wags, on this Detroit Lions team headed into the year?
0: Yeah, I mean, as much as I have crapped on Dan Campbell in the past. Um, you know, I, Me and you both. Yeah, I enjoy watching him. I mean, he's he's fun to watch. He's probably a fun coach to play for. And and because of that, I think it resonates across the team. And, you know, they they play for the guy. They they show up heart every week, you know, and and not only goes so far in the NFL, but they do have one of the best offensive lines in the league. And obviously that's something that I love to to look at and analyze. And I think if they can stay healthy, this offense will be good. Yes. Good. Not just lions. Good. I think they will be a good, offensive team DeAndre Swift you know will have a tough time kind of doing what he did last year but I think he can get pretty close he catches like four or five balls a game out of the backfield on top of what he can do rushing the ball behind this line and Goff actually didn't look half pad towards the end of the year and actually progressed as the season went on so he you know kind of figured it out, let's say, and, and, you know, he's bringing in the offense uh, back and he's going to have better weapons at receiver because, you know, last year he had Amon Ross St. Brown. He had Quintez Cephas. He had Khalif Raymond. Well, those latter two I just mentioned are still on the team, but our backups, They're rec- wide receivers, four and five, and they bring in DJ Chark from Jacksonville, who I think is sneaky. Good. And Josh Reynolds, who Goff is familiar with from his time at the Rams, you know, they bring those guys in at wide receiver and add in TJ Hawkinson into the mix. I mean, um, you know, I think this offense could be very good. Um, Defensively, they need all the help they can get. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Um, They had the 31st ranked defense last year in scoring, the 29th worst defense in yards against, the 29th uh, worst, you know, in yards per play but on the bright side if you know you could say that that they were only minus four in turnovers so um you know i guess (laughs) it's not that great in one aspect but um you know it could have been worse they do bring in aiden hutchinson as you mentioned from the draft with their number two pick overall um who i think is going to be a fantastic fit they were 30th or you know 29th in uh, the NFL and sacks last year, they only had 30. I think he's going to be really good. He's going to give them some much needed edge pressure for, you know, opposing quarterbacks. Um, they bring back a who missed all of last year with an injury um, who I think maybe let, I think if I remember uh, correctly, led the team in 2020 in sacks. So now you get two guys up front who can bring pressure and, you know, cause some havoc and and give some of these defensive backs uh, a little bit of room to breathe there. Um, You know, they, if they can get some play in the secondary, maybe they move up a little bit into the low twenties and not 29 30. And, you know, their offense is better and, and they can win more games than three, four, five, six. Can they win seven games? Maybe this is their first season in quite some time without double digit losses. And I think it's possible. I really do. I, I you know, I don't think their schedules too terrible. Like you mentioned on the oh. Packers pod, they they're,
1: you know, they get the. I have them at twenty eighth. Yeah, twenty eighth in the in the entire NFL. Very yeah. manageable schedule.
0: Yeah. So you know, I think because of that, I like this team.
1: Well, you know the term addition by subtraction. Tell me about it. I have a feeling I know where you're going here. I think nothing fits more than addition by subtraction when it comes to the Detroit Lions and a one Anthony Lynn who is no longer on the team. One of the most more curious hires last year by Dan Campbell to appoint Anthony Lynn as the OC after he – Let's just say he failed miserably with the most, perhaps the most talented roster in the NFL with the LA Chargers. He comes over, he gets fired halfway through the year. Not shocking whatsoever. Uh, he's now the running back and assistant coach for the 49ers for some reason. Um, Detroit averaged 126 and a half rushing yards per game after Dan Campbell took over the play calling duties from Anthony Lynn last year. There was a 36 and a half percent spike. Jared Goff's passer rating went from 85 to 107 during that period as well. Wow. I don't think that's a coincidence. I'm just saying. So <laughs> uh, Ben Johnson, he has replaced Anthony Lennon as the OC this year. He was the uh, tight ends coach for the lions. And he was basically the de facto passing game coordinator. Once Campbell took over the play calling in the second half of the year last year. So they have a great rapport by all indications between Johnson and Jared Goff throughout camp, throughout the preseason. So that's something to look out for. And then you talked about the receivers. I talk about the, the offensive line. I mean, we we've been hearing all the all, you know, offseason that this is going to be one of the best offensive lines in the entire league. Of course, led by Penny Sewell the number one pick last year out of Oregon, he allowed only one sack in the final eleven games. That said, the five members that make up the O line they started a combined zero snaps last year together because of injuries. It started with Taylor Decker. Frank Ranglow and some others, Sewell missed a couple of games as well. So finally, we're going to get to see if they can stay healthy for the last couple of weeks of camp here, what this team really can look like with the improved play calling, with that offensive line, with Jared Goff being comfortable for one more year, with Ben Johnson calling the plays along with Dan Campbell instead of Anthony Lynn. So I understand the hype for the Lions. I understand why people like them over. That said, this is a team, as I mentioned, WAGs that won three games last year.
0: Yeah, again, yeah. to your point about that offensive line cohesiveness, and it's a very good point because we saw that, and it takes some time with the Kansas City Chiefs last year, right? Those mm-hmm. first few we games talked about that last exactly, year, exactly. Yeah. Mahomes had to adjust, and it took them some time. So, um, can they can they get that you know done quickly in Detroit? You know, they do have you know they two home games, which is going to help. Three of the first four games are at home, um, so from a noise factor and, and them being able to talk and, and get together, I think that's gonna help them quite a bit. So but we'll see. You're you're hundred percent right. Um it does take some time for the offensive lines to get on the same page.
1: Yeah, zero snaps last year. So just something to keep in mind. It it, it does take some time, the line calls, all that kind of thing. You mentioned a Monroe St. Brown in my view, one of the absolute steals of the draft this year kind of has that Debo Samuel feel to him. He can just he can run, he can catch, he can do all kind of things. Uh, and then one another player that I'm kind of keeping an eye on is Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback. He was the highest drafted cornerback in the history of the NFL. He was drafted third out of Ohio State three years ago. Uh, it, either between being hurt, not even being available, or when he's on the field, not very good at all. So if the number three overall pick, if the highest drafted cornerback in the history of the national football league can be average. That's going to help quite a bit. So they are, they are expecting big things out of him. I, I think if they don't get it this year, that might be, that might be it for uh, Mr. Jeffrey Akuda in, in Detroit, but we shall see. So an interesting team, the hard knocks phenomenon is real. I know people are betting them just based on that. I've literally talked to people that have done that. So that's something to keep, to keep in mind as well. But yeah, Wags minus four turnover differential 28th, 28th in terms of strength of schedule that said they won three games last year and their win total is six so they literally have to more than double that over one year can they do it we shall see that is the detroit lions as i mentioned we are making our way through the north here we have one team left so chicago bears man the bears might not be the best uh, podcast for the Bears fans to listen to this year, but we'll see. Perhaps they go over their win total. It's all relative to the market. That's why we tell people to listen to the Texans, the Jags, the Bears podcast, the Falcons. It's all relative to the market. Can you make money based upon that season win total or any future numbers that might present value? All right. For WAGs, I'm ACL. That is the Lions. We will talk to you all next time with the Chicago Bears.